Muddy River News this week, furnished by Harvey's. I'm Bob Goff. Macy Ferguson-Smith works with Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion at Quincy Medical Group, which is an important job. But she's got another really cool job that we're going to talk about today. She was recently selected as a leader with the Ob- in the Leaders Program with the Obama Foundation, and she's my guest. Welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. That sounds really cool. <laughs> it sounds super official, um, and it is really cool. It's been fun so far thus far so let's first off how did how did you how were did you become familiar with the program and why did you make the decision to apply okay so this is actually a really interesting story um well good because it was boring i would want right to like barack obama gave an interview to trevor noah the daily show was mm. ending you know all that yeah. last fall and um he started talking about when he campaigned in this area in southern illinois right. um for United, excuse me, state senator for Illinois. And he talked about how he was able to come down here. He did not say Quincy specifically, so I can't know for sure if he was talking about our town, but he talked about coming into towns that had like a 70% Republican, 30% split, right? And being able to come into shops and talk to people and they would have conversations and you know he would go and talk to editors and he did not name the publication but I have thoughts that like was he talking about the Herald Wig um, because the, the way that he described it wasn't us area, we weren't here then yeah, you weren't here yet <laughs> otherwise it would have been y'all um, but like he talks about how he was able to have conversations there was dialogue it wasn't so difficult to have mm-hmm. regular conversations about civic democracy it just it just wasn't that and people were able to listen to him and say he might be a little liberal for our taste but we have commonalities and then it it struck me as odd because then he started talking about the shift you know after so many years after he left office and 45 came in that there was just this hard thick barrier all of a sudden and that he didn't think that he could probably go in those areas still and have those same conversations with folks and then he introduced the leaders program and only because of that personal anecdote that he gave i thought well it sounded like he was talking about quincy but i might have a real chance sure. if i apply for this program and, and it just so happened i don't know if that's the reason why or not but um uh, i wrote about it in my application that that's how i found out about this program and that i i wanted to participate i really did i first met him when he was campaigning for u.s senate uh, Senate, our state senator at the time, John mm-hmm. Sullivan, who, who is a Democrat, yeah. back when a Democrat could get elected <laughs> in this area, right. um, which was not that long ago, mm-hmm. honestly. But um, like you said, it's a different. It seems to be a different world. Yeah. Um, and he, I met him at the Maid Right. Yes, yes, he was everywhere. Yeah, he, and I don't remember all the way. I do have a picture with him, but I. It was well over 15 years ago yeah. when he, we were sandbagging, I think. He, yeah, then he right? came to sandbagging, exactly. yes. Exactly. He I was, was there. Was a, I, there were three times I remember when he was here when I got to, when I got to actually, well, twice had a conversation with him. The other time he was already president right. and I was back in the media section. We were all walled off. But mm-hmm. yeah, it was, it was the made right uh, when he was campaigning for U.S. Senate and John Sullivan was taking him on the tours. Then it was the sandbagging. Then it was when he came here and gave a speech when he was actually president. Yeah. And that's when, you know, we kind of, you know, there were some protests or whatever. Right. And there's going to be protests regardless Bubbling up. of 2010, whatever. I think. So around yeah. there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, um, so what is the leaders program? What does that entail? So it's a six-month non-residential fellowship. So I don't have to move. I can stay in Quincy, keep being a therapist, keep being keep doing the work in the community. Um, but it really follows um, 44s, and that's what I call them in my house. I, it's weird to say President Barack Obama, so I, we give numbers. Yeah. Um, and so 
He believes in value-based leadership, community building, and while there might be a diversity, equity, inclusion focus, it's really about social justice, which we know that has a, a coined term of its own now in social justice warriors, but it's, it's not that, it's really about building back your community. And I have been a person that when I run into folks from like high school or college, they're like, ah, oh, you're still in Quincy? Like, why are you still there? And for me, this is my hometown. Yeah. I don't want to have to leave my hometown to seek the city life or, you know, those types of things. Like, I'm from the cornfields. I might have been born in St. Louis, but I am from and of the cornfields. So yeah. I believe that my hometown should also be representative of me. And part of the work that I do is helping that along. I, I want Quincy to be a place where everyone can come here, find a house, build a life, have a family. And I grew up in a Quincy that was that way. And I would like to bring that back to this area. And you're doing that yourself. I mean, with, you, you, you got a wife, you yeah, have, you're doing, yeah, you're we're doing the family, family planning. Like yeah. we're, we're out here and yeah. it was really intentional to uh, be back in Quincy and even where we live. I, I, I grew up on the north and northwestern side of town, um, played basketball at Barry Ann, you know, all the things, mm -hmm. learned to ride a bike in the alley uh, mm -hmm. behind my mom and dad's apartment. And, you know, you know we're back on the north side because it feels like home. Um, still visit my mom on the south side all the time. But, um, you know, being back in the community is a really important piece of building back the community. Sure. It is. No <laughs> Very much about so. it. Uh, but I, I, you're probably going to get to go to Chicago at least once on this trip, aren't you, for this gig? <laughs> There's an in-person convening. <laughs> Good. Um, yes, I think it's like the last, the very last day of October into that first week of November. Um, we will be in Chicago. Uh, yes, I, I think we might get to meet him. I hope I don't faint. Um, and But I look forward to it. I look forward to seeing how he is able to pour into us as a cohort, for sure. And we had touched, you, you've started touching on this already. And again, um, your role with Quincy Medical Group, and I know um, I've spoken to, to Carol and the folks there. They're they're proud as heck of you, and oh, I think gosh. everybody in town should be proud as heck of you. Thank this you is so a, much. This is a really cool thing. But again, when you are, you know, we are, you know, you, you grew up here, yeah. and like you said, we are a community that is five percent African American, maybe something like that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. again, you trying to to do this work mm -hmm. and bring this here, and, and it's also part of your is part of your day job as well. Absolutely. So and you're also active in the community. Mm -hmm. You've been on the Human Rights Commission yep. as mm -hmm. chair, and you've been on it. How how do you get that word out? How do you tell people this is important? Mm -hmm. Because we get all this stuff from the national media, and right. then we get the stuff from the local local people, Absolutely. not media per se, but the local people who want to put it through a different lens, right. if you will. Yeah. How do we just say, look, we're, all we want to do is everybody have the same shot at everything. Right. That's all we want. Mm -hmm. So how do you do that? For me, it's about relationship building and person to person. Nothing would be possible at Quincy Medical Group if people didn't first listen to me, take me seriously, um, and then say, oh, okay, we want to do this. We want to come alongside you. That took almost a year and a half of talking. And I, I'm a therapist, I talk for a living, so that, that, that's okay too. But it was so intentional in what are we missing? What can we do? How do we do it? And the roadmap is going to be different for each organization, each person. But if we don't have that person-to-person -person connection, I don't, I, don't know what's, I don't know how people will evolve or be able to think differently because for me, and this is something that um, President Obama said as well in the interview with 
Trevor Noah is that when you are at the grassroots level, it is so much more difficult to stereotype. Because if I am alongside someone that um, may not have the same political beliefs or they may not have been raised the same way, but we're alongside each other working in this community, it's gonna be really difficult for them to say, yeah, black gay folks or black queer or black folks like Macy because I'm right there with them. They have to see me and I see them as a human and then we have a conversation. And it's an ongoing conversation. Like it doesn't really end, but we and, all learn. You know, we've, you know, we've had, uh, I've, I've been in the news business a long time mm -hmm. and I've seen how, you know, the internet has evolved and Muddy Absolutely. River News has been around for a couple of years now. Yeah. And, and social media is a very important aspect of us getting our word out, and that's how people interact with us and come through us. Right. But it's so easy when you sit, and, and I've, I've, this is something I've learned and something I've had to, that I've changed about myself over the years. You know, you're not there. You're not, you're not, I'm, you right. know, you're, if you're on the other side of town on your, and you're at your phone and I got my phone, it's easy for us to just call each other names and be Absolutely. mean to each other. But we're not going to be mean to each other if we disagree and we're sitting next to each other. We're going to have that civil conversation. And I think the, and I think, and plus, I, I, the, my worst, my biggest pet peeve, I think all social media, you should have to put your name, your face, whatever <laughs> you know, on there. You can't, you, know. you can't, I mean, I'm sorry. There's some guy on Twitter who calls himself Cat Turd and, oh. and, and thinks, you know, pre, the former President Obama's the, be, the best thing to sliced bread. It's like, I'm, I'm not going to take my mm -hmm. advice on life from a dude who calls himself Cat Turd right. or a woman who calls himself. I don't know who Cat right. Turd is. I don't exactly. care who Cat Turd is because mm -hmm. if it's Fred Smith and he's like this, okay, Fred Smith and I can at least have a conversation right. about it. But Fred Smith and I can also sit down and have that conversation. Mm -hmm. And it's just so much more effective to do that. Mm -hmm. And I think that I think that has been a big part of the problem. Absolutely. Where people just get behind and just flame away. Mm -hmm. And again, I am, you know, I, obviously being a journalist, you know, going to Mizzou, I'm a First Amendment advocate. Right. You have the right to do whatever. Right. But <laughs> it's getting to a point where I'm like, it is. come on. It is. Can you just mm -hmm. be a little nicer? Right. I mean, you can. I mean, we report bad things about people all the time, sure. but we don't like generally like say, "Oh yeah, that person's also a mm -hmm. piece of whatever." We don't do that. I mean, right. How can we get back to that? How can we get back to the civil oh. conversation where you, where you, where two people can sit down over a coffee or a beer or whatever your drink of choice is and say, and they disagree, but it's like. Right. Hey, we probably agree on more than we disagree. Absolutely. How do we do that? Because for one, you know, I'm a God-fearing person. Um, I went to school here. I graduated from QHS. I went to Culver. Like, I have commonalities with a lot of folks in this area, but sometimes they can only see, as far as what's in front of them, they see, you know, maybe the locks, the way that I'm dressed, things that I've said or what I've represented in other spaces. And wearing a polo shirt. You know, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, I think that Tommy Hilfiger and Polo have been very kind to me, but you know, I don't know. But for others, they have to see me as human first. Mm -hmm. We have to be able to see each other as human. And then once we move from that human condition, what are the things that are making us all unhealthy? Because DEI and health equity, they, they, it, we're all in this together. In order to get healthier as a community, we must be able to talk to one another and understand that I think I think we all have the same goals of growing Quincy, right? Like building yeah. it back up, you know, we've I think we dipped under forty thousand or something mm -hmm. like with the census and so we're trying to grow that too. I want that as well. You know, that sounds like a commonality. How we get there, there has to be more collaboration community wide. 
everyone is struggling to hire folks. Everyone is struggling to keep people employed. You know, retention is an issue. In every community meeting that I attend, these are the issues that are being discussed. And in the back of my head, I'm like, where is the community recruitment and retention plan? Because to have all of us siloed trying to do these things when we all want, again, I believe, I think we all want the same thing. Mm -hmm. Where's the collaboration? I, I get that there's competition and, and this and that, and we still need people here. We need butts and seats. We need people mm -hmm. to fill these jobs. And how do we do that without collaboration and understanding that Macy Ferguson Smith might bring something a little extra to the table or Gabby Schulte, my wife, might bring something a little extra to the table sometimes when we're having these recruitment, retention, or whatever community conversations we're having because of the lived experience. Like my wife and I, we grew up in very different settings and we found commonalities. Also, we, we love each other and we decided to marry. Like mm -hmm. that's a beautiful thing, right? Yeah. I think that there are a lot of things like that that are beautiful that could help this community thrive. But we have to be able to have conversations with each other, with, with each other and stop doing this left, right, moderate. I, mm, I want people in Quincy to be happy and to be healthy. And I really hope others want that too. Yeah, I, I, I just don't think, I, n I never want it to get to a point where, you know, someone's, and again, I have, we all have friends. I, everybody should have. I have. We all have friends all across the spectrum. Right. You shouldn't get into a thing where, oh, that person believes this. So I'm, and it goes both ways. Mm -hmm. This person believes this. That person believes that. You know. I mean, and you've been friends for twenty years, and friendships right. and families sometimes absolutely dissolve because of stuff like yeah. that. And, and again, being able we, to talk. Like, what is that when we're not able to talk anymore, and it's so cut and dry and people that we used to love, right? I've had people in my office where they have these conversations with family members and it is gut-wrenching for them because it is like you are rejecting everything about who I am and how do I deal with that? When you say things about certain populations or even like populations that I serve, I would struggle with that but want to understand why that person thinks opposite from me because often it's rooted in misconceptions and things that we don't actually know, uh, stereotypes, things right. like that. And I would, you know, you, you, you always think it, it's going to take some big deal, some national tragedy to bring mm. us all together. But obviously with COVID, that didn't work. Well, I think the last time, I just had a conversation about this a couple of days ago, the last time I remember mm, camaraderie amongst the nation, 9-11. Yeah, exactly. That's the last time. I was just getting ready to say that, that same thing. I, that was, yeah. It, and, and, what a beautiful thing <laughs> that yeah. at that time to respond. Um, September 12th, I, I think it was either that night or that morning, uh, my family, I, there was a thing at City Hall, somebody fact checked me, I'm not exactly sure when, but I remember going, I remember yeah. people praying, crying, yeah. singing, and you know, we stayed in that space for a long time. We did, we did. <laughs> um, you know, that, yeah. that was awesome. Now maybe some of the stuff that happened afterwards and like, hey, let's bomb these guys and not these right. guys, maybe that was a problem, but at least yeah. for that moment we had that. COVID, we had that moment for like six seconds. If that, <laughs> if that, and shout out to every healthcare professional that is still oh in gosh. the field. Yeah. Um, we see And the bar owners who couldn't oh have people in and, and the restaurants, yeah, the whole oh thing was my just, gosh, the and community. again, you look back on it, was mm. it an overreaction? Was it not? But it's like, when you're trying to deal with, this could kill you, uh, you know, you err on the side of caution, right. I would think. I, but, we, we would hope. Yeah. So hope. I, you know, I, I always, I, I think the thing I said is, okay, maybe the alien invasion, you know, maybe like Independence Day, you know, maybe, you know, Will Smith and you know, Bill Pullman will all get there and we'll all come together that and maybe that's what's going to yeah. take. 
that was but we'll lit. probably have two people who will say yeah independent they'll say oh no they're those aliens are liberals or they're yeah. conservatives or whatever yeah. so we don't like them. they said it in the hearings we we have <laughs> we have evidence we have yep. everything and you know Prior to COVID, I think that actually would have gone viral. I really do. I don't know yeah. what's happened in this echo chamber well, since We're all COVID. swallowed up. In, I mean, yeah. we, it's always election season. There's no, uh, there's no off switch. Right. It's always once the day after one election ends, the next yeah. one begins. It's so that's interesting, the issue. That, that political cycle. And that's changed. It didn't used to be that way. It used to be, well, okay, there's the election. Everybody go home and wrap up and try harder next time. And you're right. The very next day, it's like okay. So in two years for that okay. term election. Yeah, yeah. How can okay? How can we how can we neutralize this guy so he can't get anything done? Absolutely. And it's like that's really not what yeah, we should do. Like, that's not fun. We just got him in. Let's get some stuff done right. one way or the other. Mm-hmm. So, well, you've been an absolute joy to talk to. Thank you so much. I want to thank you for stopping by. We're gonna have you yeah. on again because I want to hear like a, a midway progress report on how this is going. Oh my gosh, yes. And then also the next time on, we're gonna talk about some ball. Basketball. We have to. We have to talk about local <laughs> basketball. That is my thing. Love basketball, right. love sports. So we'll do that. We'll, we'll, that will be a preseason. We'll have a preseason visit then. All How right. about that? Sounds good. All right. Macy, thanks a lot. Thanks so much. All right. That's all the time we have for now. Thanks for watching. Mm-hmm.